Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, gotta tell you about our friends over at Light Shade Dispensary, where if you use the code DNVR, you'll get 25% off each and every purchase. And of course, Light Shade has now 11 convenient Denver Metro locations, and they just opened their biggest location, Barnum. It's one block off 6th and Federal Boulevard. It's not only their biggest store, but they have specialty products not offered at other locations, so make sure to check them out over at their Barnum location. And they've got something for Everyone from the casual consumer to the connoisseur, Lightshade is a premium selection of the cannabis concentrates, top shelf flower, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and much more. And again, use that code DNVR in any of their 11 stores to get 25% off your entire order. All right, Dre, let's hop into the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this fabulous Friday edition. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Andre Simone, I cannot wait for this show. I can't wait to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, our presenting sponsor of this show, where you can get $150 in free bets by placing a $5 money line bet either on the Warriors or the Celtics tonight, and you don't even have to choose the right team. All you have to do is place that $5 bet on either of them, and you'll get $150 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook by using the code DNVR. So check them out. My boy, Dre, what is going on, my friend? Popping on with you, Zach, like being a new user at DraftKings Sportsbook. I just get to hop on. I know I'm not going to lose, but even if I would lose, just being with you is a win in itself. Producer Kale back here, just just with my guys, Ryan, be damned. Have fun on the golf course <laughs> and, you know, watch out for Gators. I, I forget if he's uh, in on a golf course where Gators might have to be in play. He's on a golf course. I think he's still in Colorado, so I mm. hope mm. Gators aren't in play or else, <laughs> Dre, wild. I may be transferring to PHNX. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, great I would call. think I would think that, that Phoenix is a little too hot for Gators. You would assume way too dry. We're just too dry yeah. for Gators. Sorry, yeah, I, I guess I guess it's the dry part because Gators mm. love Florida. And uh yeah, right. I'm I'm not messing right. with that at all. And Dre, yeah. speaking of that type of climate, this morning I was thinking, when was the last Dre pod I did where it was just you and I? And I was taken back to a hotel room just above <laughs> Bourbon Street. So what true. was uh, what was it? February of this year. Right, you were sitting on right. one bed. I was sitting on another bed. And I don't remember what we were talking about, but it got off the rails. The whole thing <laughs> was wacky. We were cracking up and it was right before we hit the town on bourbon street so we hadn't even had a few drinks and all i remember is that 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 pod was just off the chains (laughs) yeah you're right that would be the last one-on-one pod we did and that was an all-timer so uh if if those of you who who heard that one are ready for more uh (laughs) we've got a good one for you oh we certainly do and today let's take a look into the future because dre you Mm. are You're our person that can look into the future. You can tell us what the Broncos are going to need. You can even tell us who the Broncos are going to draft probably about five years out. Uh, But we're only looking one year in the future now. Kind of a a good reset at the near the end of the offseason program, right before, you know, the, the summer break for the Broncos. And just taking a look at, okay, 
we've looked at the right tackle battle. We've looked at the inside linebacker position. We've looked at who the Broncos backup cornerback is and yada, yada, yada. We've done that for this team this year. But George Payton, he's looking at next year. He's probably not looking at 2024 yet, but he's looking at 2023. And so let's put our GM cap Mm -hmm. on. And to do that, let's go around and see what positions of need the Broncos have. Obviously, there's some very easy ones that will get out of the way right away. The the position battles that the Broncos have this year and maybe a few others, but then there may be some more in the weeds. So let's start off with the obvious ones, Dre. And I look at a spot where the Broncos have now had or mentioned four different people potentially being the starter this year. And that is right. Tackle Billy Turner. He, in my mind, is going to be the starter this year, but yes. he hasn't played at all this offseason. He has a, mm-hmm. a giant thing on his leg. Uh, I should say a sleeve. It's not a brace. Uh, he's only getting paid $2.5 million, though, in guaranteed money up to five. So that's important to remember. Only a one-year mm-hmm. deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Compton, number two. He's only getting a couple million dollars a year to be on this team. One-year deal. And number three, Calvin Anderson. He's getting less than a couple of million dollars a year. And yes, shh. And he is only on a one-year deal. And the Broncos this offseason have had Ben Braden, a backup offensive lineman from the Packers. When he was signed, nobody spent time talking about him. He spent the majority of reps at right tackle this offseason. So you got to throw him in there as well. He's only on a one-year deal as well. So that, to me, is just the super obvious Mm -hmm. one, Dre. Yeah, it's a big one. It's been a need since Orlando Franklin. Oh, my God. Are we talking a decade almost? Yeah, yeah. So that's 2013, basically, I think we're talking about. Wow. Uh, So that's, uh, for perspective, when Nathan McKinnon was drafted. Um, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's actually (laughs) crazy. I I view Nathan McKinnon as still like... A really young yeah. player. Now I know, I know that he's not drafted. He wasn't Garrett Bowles drafted at like twenty five years old. I know he right. was drafted super young, but dang, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were just doing a draft pod, so so I've got this on my mind. But yeah, NHL rebuilds way more long term than NFL rebuilds. It's that a it's a sure. microwave sport. But yeah, it's it's been a minute. That would make. I mean, I wouldn't want to face that rotation of right tackles in a four on four battle. You know, like out on the blacktop in uh in downtown denver you know that'd be i bet those guys can hoop i bet those guys could could run could run a blacktop for a couple hours um but as as protecting your franchise quarterback a quarterback who by week one we imagine is the paid quarterback in the nfl maybe the highest paid athlete in all of football um marissa i will answer your call after the broncos pod um (laughs) And um, thanks for tuning in, Marissa. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Love the support. Um, so yeah, yeah, you uh you gotta patch up the right tackle spot, and you'll see how much how much of a difference will Russell Wilson make because he, when it was Peyton at right tackle, Orlando Franklin felt a lot better than maybe Orlando Franklin actually was, right? The quarterback's gonna make a big difference, and that might play into this as well. Damn, that, that's a fantastic point, Dre, and something that we cannot discount. Now, the interesting thing is you're going to have to get the right right tackle. And, hell, maybe it is one of these four guys that's on the team right now because well, when I say the right right tackle, I don't necessarily mean just the greatest. And what's important to remember in this conversation, which I didn't remember until about two minutes before the show started. And I told Dre, oh, wow, scratch what we were going to talk about uh, a little bit because the Broncos can't go out and get a top 10 tackle in the draft next year. They can't even go get a second round tackle in the draft next year. They don't pick until the third round. We thought it was long. Wait until pick 64 this year. Dre, you're going to have to be doing mock drafts going to pick like 98 in order to get to the Broncos first draft. Typically in years past, Broncos have had like six picks until leading up to the the 98th pick. Now now we're going to be waiting and waiting and waiting. So it would be great to get a top right tackle, but also you're not going to have that much money to be able to spend, especially if you sign Russell Wilson up to a mega deal this year. His Mm -hmm. cap number is going to be small this year, but then it's going to climb next year so if they wait until next year to sign to a deal maybe a little more space but 
my point being at right tackle is a, you might not just be able to get like an absolute stud, but B Russell Wilson is going to raise the level of play of this offensive line where you shouldn't have to have absolute studs at all five positions in order to have a really good offensive line. But then C is about finding the right guy. And what I mean by that is you got to get an athletic guy. You got to get a guy that has some stamina. You're probably as much as I love Alabama football players, probably not going and getting out six foot six, 360 Mm -hmm. pound tackles. You're probably getting more finesse guys, guys that can move that fits in one with Nathaniel Hackle's zone blocking scheme about getting out to the outside Mm -hmm. stretching, but then two being able to drop 10 yards in order to block Joey Bosa and these speed rushers coming off the edge because Russ is going to be moving like crazy. So if, if George Payton, that might be his biggest challenge in this year is finding someone in the draft or finding that right tackle Mm -hmm. uh, in free agency, who's good, but great in the system. And that way it's not going to cost you a ton. And Man, Dre, I just my mind is blown that the Broncos haven't had a right tackle since 2013. It's been forever, but you're right. We were all raised on that Shanahan stretch zone offense, and that's where really where Nathaniel Hackett's value is going to come into play is how can his scheme make up for by a mile the biggest offensive need that this team has now going into 20 the 2023 offseason. And I'm going to venture going into the 2024 offseason as well, because that's really going to be the first next window of being able to add more blue chip, um, you know, because, yeah, the, the opportunity cost and lack of real monumental upgrades are are massive in all this. Um, and I think this also sets up to you're really hoping Billy Turner can find what people saw in him when he was such a um, highly touted free agent, what three off seasons ago, because that's, yes, that's your best uh, route to success. And not just that Dre, that would be Nathaniel Hackett's dream. Nathaniel Hackett and Billy Turner, at least with just covering the Broncos for me, these past six years, they probably have the best relationship, true relationship, not just football relationship, personal relationship mm-hmm. of any mm-hmm. coach and player that I have ever seen. And so to me, Nathaniel Hackett, Billy Turner is going to get the benefit of the doubt in this competition, but then also he's going to get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to after this year, what's going to happen with right. him. And right. so that without a question, and then you, you throw the icing on the cake of it of, you now have a quarterback. You now have a quarterback that you have to protect. What's one thing that pissed Russell Wilson off? They didn't invest in offensive line. And so what happens when you don't invest in offensive line? They're not very good. And that's what happened in Seattle. That's the last thing the Broncos Mm -hmm. can do is Mm -hmm. do exactly what Seattle did. Yeah, Russ, we're not really going to give you an extension for a while. You can can ask for one for a couple of years before we're going to give you one. And also... Don't ask for offensive linemen. Don't ask for position players. Don't ask for any of that. No, the Broncos cannot do that. And the Broncos are already on a pretty good path uh, with having significant investments along the offensive line outside outside of right tackle. Okay, so Dre, that's the biggest need on offense going into 2023. We both agree with that. Easy. What about on defense? What's the biggest need on defense going into next year? Defense is a much more interesting topic because you could go for the more obvious one like right tackle is offensively just go to the biggest position battle on the defensive side or the more most open position battle um, because you're you're it's kind of like in la- similar to right tackle lack of real options is the in off ball linebacker battle right but then you get into the real value of that position, especially in a team that's trying to contend right now in a division that's gone full-blown modern football, we are going to attack through the air. We are going to make defending through the air the number one priority. And that's where you could really make an argument for cornerback 
and I mean between Randy Gregory's uh, his, history of sustained production at the NFL level or lack thereof, um, the, the injuries he's overcoming this offseason, Bradley Chubb's injury history, I think there could be a case for edge rusher as a dark horse meat spot going into 23. It's crazy, Dre. When, when, yeah. when you look at the defensive side, George Payton, give him credit, has done a good job of plugging yes. holes for this year. You peel the this year back, mm -hmm. and uh, I could pretty much look at every single position on the defense. Of course, I'm not looking <laughs> at true. cornerback one or safety one. Right. Um, outside of that, you may be looking at literally everything, yeah. which is scary, but also on the defensive side, there, there is a lot of hope and, uh, and talent yes. there to yep. fill in for cornerback two, for to fill in on the defensive line. But there's a lot of uncertainty, literally outside of those two positions. I guess Nick Benito being a second round mm -hmm. pick, mm -hmm. you should be able to count on him, honestly, to be a starter next year yeah. you 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 just don't know there's a chance that maybe he's not a starter maybe randy gregory uh randy gregory certainly a starter next year because he really is has that two-year guarantee bradley yeah. chubb though not necessarily but mm -hmm. if bradley chubb comes out and has a monster season the broncos would want to keep him around so it's not crazy to say that nick benito's a backup um but outside of that everything could be mm -hmm. a need and let's just go position by position and and try to rank these because dre the Broncos have said for many years, uh, you know, haven't publicly said, but have privately said with their actions, this is Kareem Jackson's final year with the team, giving him one-year deals, pay cut, pay cut, yeah. pay cut. Uh, I think this is Kareem Jackson's last year with the team, but you I guess think. they could just turn around and do the exact same thing next year, give him vet men for one season uh, if, if they don't like the production of Caden Stearns. But I really think Caden Stearns, and PJ Locke, one of those guys is going to step up enough to feel comfortable with letting Kareem Jackson go. And I would honestly say if the Broncos had a first round pick, that could be a safety next year. But that's a position where they're probably just going to have to say, we're going to go with guys we like, not guys we love. Yeah, that's right. And I will say the safety position, especially that strong safety spot, has been one that the NFL has proved you can find premier guys later on in the draft. And that's because I think it's one of those positions where measurables and athleticism can be like tremendously overrated. And it's actually IQ that generates so much of the importance of that position. So if you find the right IQ guy, you know, it's the right guy at the right, at the right spot. Um, that can make up for that. You can find it. And you've also got the thing where if you're going strong safety, the traits you are looking for aren't as valuable traits. So you are more mm -hmm. likely to find fillers and you can kind of, you know, you, you might, you could go one route and convert a corner like you did Kareem Jackson. You could go another if you want to go big box safety and, you know, find the next Sua Cravens type. Uh, who's kind of a linebacker who gets converted to safety. Try that kind of thing. Um, it's also just not like if you were to rank the most important positions in modern football, where does that non-deep safety spot rank? Like it's the ninth, 10th, or 11th most valuable spot. It's it's a great point. It's It's a great point. And also... You have a stud, a star, the second highest paid safety in Justin exactly. Simmons next to him. Yeah. So this will be viewed as a need, but it's not a pressing need. And in no. fact, Dre, if the Broncos did not bring Kareem Jackson back, I don't think anyone would be saying that the Broncos have a glaring need at safety this right. year because of what Caden Stern showed. And PJ Locke, he is someone where I'm not saying he's going to be a next stud safety, but he is going to make this team as a backup, he has taken a lot of good steps. And, and I feel comfortable that the Broncos would feel comfortable with him playing a game or two uh, to fill in. So safety, not not really a big mm -hmm. need going into next year. Want to move a little closer to the defensive line with cornerback, though, Dre. Patrick Sertan, that's enough. We've said we've talked about the number one cornerback. All we need to because he is easily yeah. the number one cornerback. No need there. 
Ronald Darby is going on a year where the Broncos could move on from him after this year. They could also keep him for $10 million Mm -hmm. after this year. Mm -hmm. But we talk about the salary cap, and Broncos may need to shed a few pieces. Don't expect them to be big players in free agency next year because they're going to be signing their own guys and not going to have much money to do anything else. But in fact, they may need to cut some corners here and there and Ronald Darby could be that guy. However, if not Ronald Darby, I think is a, is a really good number two cornerback. They got K Williams as well. Um, so those two guys, I really like in their positions, but mm-hmm. if the Broncos need to, they could open up some room. However, what Michael OJ Mudia is doing this off season can't be overlooked. Now hmm. it could come to the season and he could get burned a couple of times, like we've seen in the past. Uh, and he could get injured like we've seen last year. Uh, but he played, he finished the season really strong last year in that final game of the season. And this off season, he's been making plays. Pat Sertan uh, said he's the guy that's caught his eye and attention this off season. Uh, and, and I believe it too, because he got beat by Cortland or by Tim Patrick on one play uh, earlier this week, but then otherwise he's been with the starters a ton Dre. And so to me, you're always going to need cornerback depth. Oh, but yeah. if, if, Things don't even have to go right between Ronald Darby, Kwan Williams, and, and Michael O.J. Moody. You should have a good enough yeah. three uh, to second and third cornerback going into next year. You, I mean, it's just one of those positions where you need three like really reliable starters, and then you need like two backups you really trust. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, just in the context of being a contender, playing in the AFC West, that those are the stakes. Those are kind of how the numbers stack up. But yeah, I mean, all of this is setting up to be the, the biggest opportunities at all these biggest need spots are for guys in-house. And I mean, unique opportunities for guys like Billy Turner, Calvin Anderson, Caden Stearns, PJ Locke. You know, we didn't talk about it so much, but I think in the edge discussion, Browning and Cooper are huge factors in that, you know, um, and and here you you've got some great opportunities for for Michael O. So um, yeah, this but the, that to me is real like sneaky could be top need because you worry that against great offenses teams will just go away from PS two and it could be could be trouble. Yeah, and that's going to be something that's exposed pretty darn quickly because I think teams going into this year are going to say. Yeah, we're not throwing to your lockdown playmaking cornerback. We're going to just throw to the other side. And I do think those guys have the talent uh, to be good enough going into Mm -hmm. next year as well, especially when you look at Ronald Darby's deal, $10 million for, for a good number two cornerback. You'll yeah. take it. That that's not that's not something that's not a hole that you want to open up right. where then you actually have to go pay a guy $15 million mm-hmm. on the open market. Uh but but that position, the Broncos there's going to be a little gamble on what they do on if they cut mm-hmm. a good guy to see if they can get uh you know a better one in the third if they cut Ronald Darby because they believe in Michael OJ Mudia and so the Broncos are gambling and if you want to place a couple of bets on the sports that are going on in this Whoa. world you check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook and I said it to lead off this show $150 in free bets is yours if you bet $5 on any NBA Finals game, and all you have to do, plus a $5 money line bet, either on the Celtics or the Warriors, that's all you have to do. You get $150 in free bets, and then any of the winnings that come off of those bets as well. Dre, I'm going to die on this hill, and I'm getting a little nervous of it now, but I still like the Warriors, as Clay Thompson mentioned earlier this week. Uh, they were down 2-1 a couple years ago, came back, no big deal. Uh, I've got Decent amount of futures bets out on the Warriors, so wow. I'm really hoping for that. Uh, and then tonight, I think they're dogs again, about plus 150. This is a must-win game for them. So I am going to hit the Warriors on that plus 150 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And you can also get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 by smashing the code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're also going to have boosts for tonight's game. So get in on that. That's what makes DraftKings Sportsbook so unique is they're giving you so many fun boosts pretty much every single game. And then you can use all this money and all these free bets for the Avs Stanley Cup run. So check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Boom. 
Boom. Are you waiting for me? Are you I, waiting I, for me? I, I'm waiting for you, or I can jump in. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach sends me notes, and there are so many things on it. It's uh, yeah. you know, I need like 20 minutes of prep to. It's very true. It's very true. It's so. it's overwhelming. But Dre, one thing we announced yesterday that the DNVR mm. bar, we've got some exciting things happening yeah. over yeah. at the DNVR bar. So we're going to be closed actually every day except when the Colorado Avalanche are playing. Then we're going to be throwing the biggest party in town. So yeah. when the Avs play, we still don't know when because the Rangers and Lightning can't close the series out. But whenever they're playing. We are going to be not only open, but throwing the biggest party. So if you're in Denver, you got to come to the DNVR bar for an Avs game. Whether you're a diehard or whether you're a bandwagon fan, everyone is welcome. And that's just what makes it fun is we're just going to have so many different types of fans. And we got so much stuff going on. So come by the bar. Dre, we've even had a couple people reach out to us this week saying, yeah, I don't live in Denver. Heck, I don't even live in Colorado, but I'm going to be there for an abs game so book your tickets when we find out those days come and hang out with us and of course you can also join us at the dnvr.com where we have so much content on the abs nuggets broncos yes. rapids or rockies uh buffs rams everything you can think yeah. of when it comes to colorado sports we got it all and when you sign up for an annual membership you get a free t-shirt so check us out over at the dnvr.com and when you're at the bar, you got to have some Breckenridge, Breckenridge beer because, of course, that is the official beer of DNVR. And like you said, you got to have the Avalanche Ale mm. because that mm. is the drink of the season. That is the drink of the, the Colorado Avs playoff run that they're on right now. And the really, really cool thing that the that the Breckenridge Brewery is doing is they're giving two free playoff tickets to community stars in this community. So if you want to That's nominate insane. someone to get two playoff tickets to the Stanley Cup Finals, they're doing it for every single Cup Finals game. All you have to do is go to breckbrew.com and, and, and support or sign someone up who you believe is a community star and deserving of this. And a really cool thing is they're giving so much money back to the community, including helping the fires that happened earlier this year. So check them out over at breckbrew.com and grab yourself some Breck Brews this weekend. All right, Dre, let's no talk more about the position needs mm. for the Broncos heading into 2023. So we've hit right tackle. We've hit safety. We've hit cornerback. Inside linebacker, Andre. Yeah, how you, we feeling? You talked about how the Broncos really haven't had a right tackle since 2013. The Broncos really haven't had uh, an inside linebacker since Brandon Marshall. But I, I want to say even before Brandon Marshall got his bigger deal, so it was the Brandon Marshall, Danny Trevathan days. Yeah, they haven't had an inside linebacker that they have committed to. Uh, and really likes since Brandon Marshall. Now, Josie Jewell, they committed a lot of money to and, and a good amount of money. They really like him this year. He got a two-year, $11 million deal, $6 million guaranteed. So this year, yeah, they really love Josie Jewell. We're looking at next year, though. They could move on from Josie. If, if mm -hmm. Josie comes out and has a good season, I think he's back next year. But if he comes out and he gets hurt again or has a little underwhelming of a season or tight ends are burning him in the yeah. pass game, then they could move on from him. And then Jonas Griffith right now is the other starter for the Broncos. And wow. he's maybe the biggest question mark on this team. Uh, he has a very high ceiling because his physical traits are off the charts. And I really see, I really liked what I saw from him last year. So did the Broncos. But it's also naive to say that we don't know what his floor is. It could be pretty, pretty darn low and teams could expose him. So in terms of a position where there's multiple positions, we're talking about, this is as big of a question mark as any. It's a massive question mark. They've kind of, um, at the same time, that's been their approach though, is we're not really going to address this. We are going to patch it up and figure that out. Um, it seems like they have this, you have the guys who can kind of be found on the street, you know, your, your thumpers, your, your question marks, your, they have, they have the, the traits, but you know, we have to see it on tape. What they're missing is that, that little cover guy, um, which, you know, maybe Justin Sternot can be that guy this season, but yeah. 
who can be that coverage linebacker on the downs that matter? Because no disrespect to Josie Jewell, but I think Josie Jewell and Jonas Griffith, those guys can kind of be found. You know, any year on an NFL roster, you can find guys like that to fit that hole. But where's that guy who can be a little bit more of a playmaker, who can force Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes to hold that ball a split second longer on that little dump off or that crosser and, uh, and you know, allows a guy like Randy Gregory or Draymond Jones to get to the quarterback or get that pressure and make that big play. Where's that guy that's going to affect the timing on third down? Just that extra split second that makes a difference. I don't know that that guy is there. Um, and that's why this, this could be a sneaky big need. But at the same time, the team itself has told us, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, just time and time. John Elway told us, no, not really for a long time. George Payton, even with Vic Fangio, he could have drafted Micah Parsons, and that would have been mm-hmm. a hell of a pick. Look, I don't think the Broncos were wrong in choosing Pat Sertan over Micah Parsons. I don't think they would have been wrong in choosing Micah Parsons over Pat Sertan. But George Payton in his first draft said, yeah, no, we're going to go with the cornerback yeah. instead. Love yeah. Pat Sertan and what he brings, but that would have been an opportunity to get a big-time player on the inside. And they chose to go cornerback instead, which I completely understand. And you just wonder, it's probably going to be like this for many more years. I mean, we may be talking about the inside linebacker position uh, in a couple of years like we're talking about right tackle. Oh, they haven't had anyone in a decade that they've really committed to long-term. And because you're not going to get that position that 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 difference maker in the first or second Mm -hmm. round next year maybe we're talking about it in 2024 but that's again two seasons away so that's something where jonas griffith could become that difference maker justin stranod we really the the broncos really hoped and vic fangio really liked justin stranod vic's not here anymore and justin just unfortunately with the injuries hasn't been able to show up, but there, there is still hope that he could come in and be that coverage linebacker. There's no doubt about it, but it's right. up to those two guys. And I would say right now, Jonas Griffith is the guy that has the best chance because he's getting the, the, the opportunity now. Um, so that is just a massive one that they may not even fill going into next year. Right. And, and now Baron I'm... Browning, the other X factor <laughs> yes. in that, right, Zach? Yes. Sorry yes. And cut you off <sighs> Dre, I would be, he would be the difference maker that I'm saying. And I'm saying if Baron Browning's an inside linebacker, I'm saying the Broncos don't have a need at inside linebacker at all going into this year or into 2023. But the Broncos just maintain and maintain and maintain Mm -hmm. that he's going to stay at outside, which just blows my mind. And so let's talk about that outside spot, Dre. And first, I mean, you're a draft guy. You, You covered Baron Browning coming out of the draft. What do you think of, this decision and do you actually think outside could fit him better? It could. Um, It could. And it really comes down to a lot of what I've been talking about with these needs and the value of those needs. Baron Browning's real value as a prospect came in his third down value because he could a get after the quarterback or B, dropping coverage and stay with guys, you know, very mobile, sideline to sideline, what have you. Um, So some real third down value. And I would argue that that third down value can most be maximized when you put them at outside linebacker. Um, That said, I think part of that value comes in him being more of a true outside linebacker than a true edge rusher. So kind of keeping the quarterback guessing on is he coming, is he dropping, you know, and and using him in a variety of ways and maybe maybe more NASCAR packages, maybe more packages where, yeah, oh, he's going to surprise you and be the off-ball linebacker on this third down. But he still might be coming and Nick Bonito's dropped because he was on the edge and he has similar coverage versatility. Um, so it's gonna, it's a real – it's like all these versatile guys – it really the you know the values in the eye of the beholder, and if you use them the right way, you are gonna lock a tremendous weapon. If instead you limit him and kind of have him stuck in a box, you are very much gonna limit his ability and his overall value. 
And I mean, isn't that just why these teams jump on the Isaiah Simmons and jump on the Micah Parsons as they see, oh my gosh, this guy can do it yes. all. He's so versatile. And now we see that it it certainly can be a swing and a home run. Micah Parsons is already one of the best defensive players in the NFL right now. One of the weapons, a chess piece that you can just use yes. everywhere. I've just been in Denver for too many years and only seen how moving guys and moving positions does not work. Now I do have to remind myself that just because it hasn't worked with other guys doesn't mean that it's not going to work uh, with other guys. And so Dre, I think the perfect role for Baron Browning this year, especially with them, with them working him at outside linebacker is exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and, And so I absolutely love that potential but we're not talking about Baron Browning being a starter. We're probably not even talking about Baron Browning being the top outside linebacker of this group. And man, when you yes. look at this group, I mean, this is cornerback on steroids in terms of like, they could have it all figured out going into yeah. next year, going yeah. into 2024, going into 2025, or they could be looking next year and saying, okay, this was our biggest need coming into 2022. It's also our biggest need coming into 2023. Yeah, because unlike corner, you don't have that one set and forget blue chipper that is kind of the anchor of the whole unit. Corner, at least you have PS2. The other guys are maybe a little more uncertain than who you have at edge. Uh, but you don't have that. What You know, that was the thing about having Vaughn. Or think about having Champ for years. You know, the a lot of the corners Champ played with kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. But it was like, well, at least you got Champ. You know, it's, it helps when one guy can shut down the the other half of the field. Like, yeah, it sucks that the other half, they're wide open 24-7. But we, we can figure that out. At least it's one half instead of both halves of the field. Um, and that's kind of edge. Like, you need Chubb or Randy Gregory to become that anchor. And if they're not, yeah, you're going to have to run it back and keep trying to seek that guy who can really be, um, you know, the, yeah, the anchor of that entire pass rush unit, essentially. And what's crazy is I don't think it's crazy to say next year, the starting outside linebackers are Nick Benito and Baron Browning. If Baron Browning shows enough, yeah. then you yeah. would way rather than, than the risk way paid off for the Broncos. Cause you'd rather have him be a stud at outside linebacker mm-hmm. than a stud at inside linebacker because of that position value that you were talking about, Dre yeah. and Nick Benito. That was not good news for Bradley Chubb when the Broncos drafted Nick Benito with their first pick in this draft this year. Mm -hmm. And he does need to develop. That's why he's actually in a fantastic position. He does not need to be a three down player. He needs to be a pass rush specialist this year while adding weight and making sure that he does not lose his ability as a speed rusher. And so this year, but then also let's say Bradley Chubb comes out and is an absolute stud. Well, you're stuck with Randy Gregory for another Mm -hmm. year. And if Randy Gregory plays well, you're not stuck with him. You you really like it. You're not moving on from Nick Benito, obviously. And if one of these other three guys, Malik Reed, Jonathan Cooper, or Baron Browning comes, you are four deep. You are talking about the 2015 Broncos, the 2014 Broncos, where you have DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller, and then you legitimately have two other great players that would be starters uh, pretty much for every other Mm -hmm. team in the league with Shane Ray and Shaq Barrett. You would have that here, and boy, is that what the Broncos are trying to do. Then there's zero need. In fact, Dre, you might be looking to trade Bradley Chubb. That's what I was going to say. First round pick. You may be trying to trade not Nick Benito, maybe Baron Browning, maybe a Jonathan Cooper for uh, a day two pick. You'll Mm -hmm. be doing that. And then on the flip side, if things don't work out, and let's say Randy Gregory just doesn't have that good of a season <laughs> yes. because he's not playing so far right now, injured, Brad Chubb, so that then going this with John Cooper, we'll see what he does this year. I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time. And a young Nick Benito, then you could easily be saying, yeah, first pick that the Broncos have. In fact, they need to trade up into the second round to go and get another Nick Benito to pair across from Nick Benito as well. Yeah, it could totally make or break this defense. Um, and you also wonder, you know, as we're talking this out, Browning, Benito, you know, coming from a Rams defense that really liked more mobile edges like Leonard Floyd, Von Miller if that's kind of the direction you're going in now, Bradley Chubb, big edge, very stout run defender, but in college, 
you liked his all around game, including how he dropped in coverage. So I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to box Chubb as some like, oh, rigid edge who's not going to be able to do the stuff those guys do. Potentially, you have just insane depth and like a real, uh, a real stable of of blue chippers. And then even after you know being four deep, you still have guys like Malik Reed uh, who can give you a couple nice pass rush sets and and get after it. So yeah, edge could be a big one. It could also be a strength of this defense and. Broncos are certainly counting on that. The other part of the defensive line, mm, mm, mm. I don't know. I don't know, Zach. I don't know. Let, let's talk about it, Dre, because the other part of the defensive line is is really interesting. And just something when I think about this, I just think regardless, it's not that big of a need just because defensive line for most teams in the NFL is not going to be a top priority. It's kind of like we talked about, or you really talked about with, with the strong safety position. Even if you mm-hmm. have a massive hole there, unless there's a fantastic player in the draft, you're probably not prioritizing it that much, especially next to mm-hmm. Justin Simmons. If your outside linebackers are really good uh, and you know you have DJ Jones going into the 2023 season as well, you don't have to prioritize it that much. But you may be without Draymond Jones next year. Uh-huh. He could go and get paid, and that is a position where if you're paying Bradley Chubb, you're not paying Draymond Jones. If you pay Draymond Jones, you're probably not paying Bradley Chubb. Uh, and you honestly may not pay either of those guys because those guys could yeah. be upwards of like 30 to 40 million dollars by which is us wild. Uh, and then outside of DJ Jones, you got a lot of pieces, but a lot yeah. of quality backup pieces. I guess kind of an X factor here, but it's not even really an X factor it is any the Broncos fourth round pick defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I think he should be a starter next year, but it's very unfair for me to say he's like a, a stud next year. So I think right. we got one starter for next year and DJ Jones, and then maybe two other ones, but I just don't want to count on Draymond because I think he could go and get the bag somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Draymond kind of holds the keys to that uh, position this season, but you also, so you need Draymond to break out, but you kind of need like a mid breakout because you don't, you know, if, if I may, an abs analogy, like you can't have him be Kadri like where it's like Kadri just hit a point where it was like, Oh shit. He's just played his way out of us being able to afford him. Um, and yeah, that, that could be very possible with Draymond Jones. Interesting. The Sophie's choice, you, uh, you envision of a Chubb versus Draymond, which could be very intriguing. Would you be able to cut like Darby and Josie Jewell to kind of save like 16 mil to make it happen? But you're, yeah, depends how big those guys break out because those positions, you break out too far. I think you're right. To some extent, it's not a need. Certainly not on first and second down. If you're a top contender, though, trying to make that jump and you lose Draymond, on third down, not having a guy opposite DJ Jones to rush the passer could actually turn into be a pretty big deal. It's a really good point. It's a it's a really good point, Dre. Uh, and so we just went through the entire defense, and Boom. there's potential and honestly, likely holes at most position just be just because mm-hmm. we yep. there's two guys that you can count on and the rest are all up for grabs what's going to what we're going to find out this year dre is just exactly we're going to be able to then stack those needs after this year mm-hmm. at which guys break out which guys don't now on the offensive side we've only mentioned one and, and we can go through this pretty quick here obviously quarterback nope thankfully don't have to think about that for the next yeah. decade um we <clears throat> running back uh, that is going to be the exact same need as it was this year. It's yep. going to be, okay, do you bring Melvin back, Melvin Gordon back again for a one-year, $2 million deal? Right. Uh, do you go and in the fifth round go totally. and get a running back? I mm-hmm. know there was some talk about you know third round, fourth round running backs this year, but with, with Javante Williams having another year under his belt, he really should be that guy. He should be established yeah. to be that guy. So running back, very, very small in my mind. Dre, any disagreements? No, absolutely. And it's one of those positions where you can find your backup 
at the amount of cap they will have and at the range in the draft they actually will have picks. So it's it's kind of a non-need. Yeah. I, I, not really. Dulce is going to get uh, a year or two to be that. Next yeah. year, they're going to view him as the guy. Unless things go catastrophically wrong this year, they're going to view him as the guy. Hopefully, Alberdosa, that actually sneaky is not a need where it mm-hmm. was one of the Broncos biggest needs this yeah. year. I don't think that's going to be a need. And even if it view, appears like it's going to be a need this year, I think they just say, let's put that position on the back burner for one yeah. more year. And it's just one of those where it's like, you know, we're going to have to find, find guys like, I don't know, an OJ Howard, like kind of that bust who needs a second mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. vet who's hunting for, for a title and is willing to take less money and is dealing with injuries, the Zach Ertz type of route. Um, yeah. You're just going to have to get creative and leverage the fact that you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback to your advantage. Bingo. And now another position you could do that with is wide receiver. Initially on paper, no need at wide receiver, move on, done deal, close mm-hmm. the book. Don't even think about the receiver position for a couple of years. Unfortunately, there's just been a couple of times this offseason where I've gone, wait, wait, wait. KJ Hamler isn't working because they're, they're bringing him back slowly, but he's not mm-hmm. working. And we've said this whole offseason, we're not counting on him this year. Not because of anything KJ's done, but it's just his injury history is something scary that you don't want to count mm-hmm. on. And then I see Jerry Judy earlier this week uh, walk off, really struggling to walk off with, with a groin injury. Uh, it's a little tweak, and it just makes me think, okay, that groin injury isn't going to keep Jer- Jerry uh, Judy out this season. Uh, it's not going to limit him once the season comes around. But we haven't necessarily counted on him these past couple of years, yeah. his first two years in the league. So what if that does happen? Um, Cortland Sutton, and I- I'm touching wood right now. Cortland Sutton's gotten hurt uh, in-, in the past as well. Mm-hmm. This season could be very concerning for the wide, re- wide receiver room. If you probably have to have two bad breaks, but it's not yeah. crazy to say that could happen. The only person that that has consistently stayed healthy and really has consistently been a baller in that room is Tim Patrick. Tim so Patrick. I think you can count on him. The other three guys, if you have one thing that goes wrong, that's fine. You can accept it and you can move into next year feeling comfortable. Yeah. If you have two things that goes wrong, it should, shouldn't still be a big need because you have Russell Wilson. But it's just a sneaky one. Yeah, it, it's... It's not it's not too dissimilar to what we described at at corner, honestly. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh and then center is probably the only other one on offense that really stands out, right? Yep, yep. Center because I mean at the guard positions, Dre, you have three really young guys. Dalton Reisner can prove himself this year. This was the 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 system that he had the best year in as a rookie. Mm-hmm. But you have three guys that you should be able to find two good ones this year moving into next year. And then kind of like we talked about the tight end position, they're going to give those guys a 2023 season before making a big splash somewhere else. So center's a big one. And then the final one, Dre, left tackle. That could be a sneaky one. It's not one I recommend cutting corners on because of everything we talked about at right tackle with Russell Wilson. But if Garrett Bowles comes out, and let's say the holding is exacerbated, because he has to hold on longer and and have plays longer. This is something we've never said, and it's something I don't hope happens, and it's not something I think happens, but I think it's something that needs to be mentioned. He could have the most holds of his career this year. I don't think that is the craziest thing to say uh, for a guy that has struggled with penalties in the past. And if that happens, then George Payton's going to have to look at himself and say, am I willing to spend $20 million in cap on this position when if I move on from him, I could save $12 million. That is Mm. a conversation you hope George Payton does not have to have because you want the Broncos to pay $20 million for Garrett Bowles next year. It means he had a good enough season and left tackle is something you do not have to worry about. But if his season is underwhelming, $12 million in savings when the Broncos are going to be up against the cap is going to be something that you have to think about. For a 30-year-old, too, you know, I mean, it, it starts to get to the point where those are the conversations you're going to have to start to have. I presume, I mean, 
Garoppolo is in a position where he really has as many chances to hold on to that as possible because finding a suitable replacement is really going to be hard. So you, you, most of your eggs are in that basket and, and you just got to see, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's not inconceivable that we could see some struggles. Yeah. And of course, when you look at the quarterback position, the most important position, there is no needs there because of Russ. And it puts a smile on everyone's face that the Broncos have Russell Wilson. And speaking of smiles, if you want your smile to be sparkling, you got to check out our friends over at green mountain dental, where if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush just by taking care of your teeth. Look, you got to go to the dentist twice a year. Anyways, got my annual check coming up next week. You might Mm. as well go to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental because not only are they going to give you a free Sonicare toothbrush by scheduling that cleaning x-ray exam, they're going to treat you right. They're a family-owned dentistry and they are also big-time Colorado sports fans. You might might be talking about the Avs Stanley Cup final run when you go there. You might be talking about Russ hitting a 50-yard bomb against the Chargers with 50 seconds left to win the game in Los Angeles in front of 50,000 Broncos fans. It's a fun place to go for really not a fun thing. So go check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. Schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam and get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Dre, we've had great comments and support. And then really appreciate it. You hit us, thumb, subscribe, turn on alerts. Those things really help us. And if if you're joining us on Twitter, hop over to YouTube. It's a better stream. The comments section is easier for us to see and the conversation's a lot better as well. So we'd really appreciate that. And if you're tuning in on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts, hit us with a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. And Dre, I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate everyone that is tuning in with us today. And let's talk to and let's jump into the comment section over on the website and first one is coming in from our guy denver rivals says hey guys that was a hilarious bit talking about russ's corniness i embrace it compared to grumpy or toxic football personalities people were talking about the quarterback battles of teddy and drew last year now it's the dad humor battles of russ versus nathaniel and their dad jokes and contagious personalities who do you think has the best dad jokes between the two of them on a scale of one to 100? How much do you want to see? How much change do you want to see with the Madden games? Great job with all the content you put out. I've said it so many times, but I'll love to see the DNVR fam support DNVR rivals on June 26th. Dre, you are maybe mm. the expert of dad jokes in our company. Who are, oh, who are you far taking from here? No, no. Ryan would have been the one to ask here. He doesn't. He's not a father, but he has the dad jokes down for sure. He, he's um, nailed that. That's for sure. Oh, he he sure has. I don't know, man. For me, it, w- it would be Hackett, who I just think is funnier, um, yep. which I think comes with the territory. Like some of us got to get by with our humor. Others uh, can get by with other um, talents. And Russ certainly has an abundance of those. Yeah, see, he does. And there's two words in dad jokes, dad and jokes. They're both dads. They've both got that personality locked on. There's another word in that jokes. Russell Wilson's a great guy. Funny isn't on the top of the Mm. list. Not that he's not funny, but he's not cracking jokes left and right. Uh, The three times we've talked to Nathaniel Hackett during OTAs, he's got on the podium and just cracked a joke before anything started. So it's going to be Nathaniel Hackett there with the dad jokes and just what a what a fun household to be in with uh, with Nathaniel Hackett as oh. your dad. Um, uh, DNVR Rivals chimes in again and says one last thing. I love the location of Mile High, but I'm just embracing the inevitable change the Waltons will make to boost their value. I would worry the area where the stadium is at will really go downhill without the Broncos there. I'm just focusing on the fun football to come and the constant jokes of great value field and salty AFC West fans as the Broncos take back the West. Now support DNVR Rivals and let Let's ride. Dre, where do you stand with a uh, new stadium? Move the stadium, keep the stadium. Where are you at? I would keep it. Um, that's a location that's been good to the team. It's been good to have the old mile high, new mile high in. Um, and, you know, as a Mr. Clark was tweeting out yesterday, the property values around that area are, are quite quite uh nice um you know as as booming as as any that you'll find 
So, and I'm not sure they need like some giant land sprawl, which is usually what motivates a lot of these moves. So I'm not sure I see the reason, but I'm also not some real estate mogul. There might be a, a bigger play here of uh, selling the current land to find a better spot in other land. But um, just that face value, no, I don't see a reason for it. Man, that, that's a really good point, Dre, and something that we haven't talked about. We've talked about how much cheaper it would be to move out, but we haven't talked about actually selling that land. Right. Selling that land could pay for a good a good percentage of a, a new stadium built yeah. out there. Uh, and then also, right when they buy land, uh, the, the Waltons buy land out by the airport to build a new stadium, all of that land is instantly yes. going to yeah. be a mm -hmm. lot more valuable. It's going to be a lot right. more expensive. Just like it, it reminds me of David Tepper two years ago or four years ago. I'm sorry. He bought the Carolina Panthers for $2.275 billion. That's a lot. The Broncos are going to pay a lot mm -hmm. for the land that they they buy out by DA because it's going to be a lot. But just in four years, that his his investment has over doubled because the Broncos sold by more than double. Right when they buy that plot of land, all that area is just going to be like, okay, this is the new thing in Denver. Uh, everyone wants in. And uh, selling the land in downtown is going to help them a lot. I've just, kind of like Denver Rivals was saying, I would like it to stay downtown. I've just already accepted that it's going to move and yeah. it makes life easier on me because I don't have to worry about uh, it. Just not, it's just it, not, it's something that I've let off my shoulders. We well, fine. We were talking yesterday on bets, Ryan and I, about how you are you are a, like a true king in getting out of the stadium and to the post game show at the <laughs> bar in no time. W what would happen if if it was all the way out by the airport, Zach? I, I, I'm hoping that uh, Rob Rob Walton will let me use his private jet. We can build mm. a little runway outside the bar Great because th idea. that's about the only way that I'm going to get there in time for a post game show. Yeah, exactly. Take the chopper. It's going to be a right. problem. Yeah. Just does, uh, does Spano have a chopper yet? No, no chopper, no chopper. I feel like so. we do have the roof for it. See? We do. We do. Just have right to now, move a billboard or two. Yeah, lots of cable cords up there right now. That, that wouldn't be good for the chopper. <laughs> I don't think the chopper would have any problem with the cable cords. We just may not be able to go live if those are destroyed. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair <laughs> point. Fair point. Mel, Mel Burrow says, you, are all, or, or you all were talking about what to say after a win and loss as Henry is tired of Let's Ride. It reminds me of how the Cubs sing the Go Cubs Go song after a win when there is the lyrics, the Cubs are going to win today. And they say it after they won versus before the game. But I agree. The let's ride sounds like a pregame hype or something to say after a win. But I imagine or hope we won't be losing too much anymore with Russ as the quarterback. He just needs a slogan. He needs a slogan like uh, hook em horns or go Hawks or roll tide. And for the Broncos, he's it. Let's ride. Some people just need to end every sentence they say or Every presser with a, a catchphrase or a, a mantra of sorts. And Russ is one of those people. And for the Broncos, he's picked Let's Ride. Got My literally got a ride with it, Zach. Yeah, you literally do have to ride with it. And <laughs> the thing is, it's just like his corniness. If you if that gets under your skin, you better make sure that it doesn't because this is going to be the next 10 years. Russell Wilson has 100% bought into this. The Broncos have 100% bought into it. This is yeah. a thing. This is going to stay. My only question yeah. is, Dre, you, you mentioned it. In Seattle, his his thing was Go Hawks. And Go Hawks. every Seahawks fan loved it. There was not cheesiness about it. There was not yeah. anything forced about it. Why isn't his thing here just Go Broncos? Or like, you know, he probably would mm. never do like, go donkeys but like just something like that no everyone would love it you think yeah i mean i think i think it got workshopped and they decided on let's ride was better than go broncos mm, do, do you think he realized like i want to be in denver the rest of my career but even it, it but there's a chance that i'm not and even after that I kind of want a life brand, a life motto. Mm. Let's ride. Look, I thought I was going to be in Seattle my whole life, so I was going to have Go Hawks for my whole life. But now oh. I, I saw that things aren't forever. What could be forever is my own brand, which in, he, we know he's all about branding. So this is kind of his way of 
having something, but it's not fully associated with the Broncos. Interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe I think uh, maybe you're onto something there. You you made you made a a, a fun funny thing into something disgusting and ugly. So. <laughs> I knew we were going to have some of that dry humor, Dre. And last one to wrap us up coming in from Don't Call It a Comeback Kid. Says, Jens, I've been lurking in these shadows for a while, but I have to reach out now to get your inside knowledge and expertise on the upcoming training camp practices that are open to the public. First one is July 28th going through mid-August. Y'all are aware, though. The last thing I want is to take a day off work to watch special teams and little to no Russell Wilson action. Mm. So what are the do's and don'ts from a fan's perspective to optimize the experience better to go in the beginning of camp and are they more likely to do red zone practice on a friday versus monday maybe there can be a dnvr does dove valley day let me know this almost sounds like a dnvr explainer zach yes it it really you can break this down this is a great question and yeah i I really like this yeah unfortunately training camp isn't like monday through friday with the weekends off and and it changes every single year it changes sometimes they go six days in a row sometimes they go two here's what i will tell you though and maybe i'll elaborate more in an explainer on this is uh the first six days of camp no pads so if you want to see real football and pads hitting don't come at the very beginning good news for you though it's not like there's special uh, special teams practices where that's what they do 80% of the time and Russ is only working 20% of the time. No, in terms of how much they do special teams offense, defense is pretty much the exact same every practice. So you don't have to worry going to a practice and you're not going to see Russ. Now, what also happens is vet rest days. But that's not going to happen with Russell Wilson. Even though he is the vet on this team, he will be there at every practice. You just may not see Justin Simmons and Cortland Sutton practicing on a day. But for the most part, you should be good. Don't go to a practice, uh, the practice after one of the preseason games. That's one I would recommend not to do. Uh, But otherwise, you you should be good. You you should be good. And I saw someone in the comment section on YouTube saying, can we petition the Waltons to get some shade at practice? Maybe, maybe. Or that'll come in a couple of years when they build like a training camp practice stadium out by the airport when they build everything. (laughs) Something to look forward to now. Now I'm coming back around to it. Love that. Ah, there we go. And I loved this pod. Dre, thank you so much for rolling with me today. I know you are the busy guy at DNVR, so I appreciate you taking some time. Put a smile on my face. Put a smile on people's face. And thank you all so much for rolling with us this entire week on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with you next week for mandatory minicamp. Let's go. Let's ride, baby. I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton 